Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Blake Street Irregulars, your live and local Colorado Rockies podcast, live at least when we record it. And this is Friday. I'm talking at the Rockies that they finished the series with the Reds. They won two out of three. They finished the season series with the Reds four and two. And so joining me with a pivotal series for the Rockies coming up, they host the Arizona Diamondbacks for the weekend with first place on the line is the president of Mile High Sports and my radio co-host on the mornings and weekdays at 1340 AM, 104.7 FM locally in Denver or streaming all the time on milehighsports.com and on the Mile High Sports app. It's Nate Lundy. Hello, Sean. Did you know we have exactly 100 games remaining in you know, the season? I, we are 62 in. I didn't. So what am percentage I doing, is am that? Am I doing the math right? Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, if it's 62, then it's 100. So we've got a. I, I think that's right. As we get ready for the Diamondbacks to be here, I think I saw that we have exactly 100 games remaining in the season. I guess that would be. I guess that would be right. While I do the while I do the math here on my computer, I want to tell Six you about. Yeah, carry something. Two, I'll tell you about our friends nice. at Tap Fourteen. Tap Fourteen at nineteen twenty Blake Street. I do know that 14. one. Fourteen. Easy to remember. Tap Fourteen at nineteen twenty Blake Street. They are just basically catty corner from Coors Field, right there on Blake Street. The best rooftop beer garden in the town. It's my place to go before and after Rockies games. Yes, I go there before and after. Don't judge me 70 colorado beers on tap 100 colorado spirits and a rotating locally sourced menu chef andrea varela does a terrific job with that so make sure you check it out tap14.com spell it out tap14.com and i did that i pulled out the calculator math machine abacus whatever yes. i had and you're right there are exactly abacus, 100 games left i thought an abacus was a bird that's an albatross. Albatross. That's, Got it. That's a different, Never mind. That's a different thing. So 100 games remain, right? Um, which is a nice round number. You're not at the halfway point of the season, but it's a nice round number. And I think um, thus far, maybe if, if we had backtracked Sean, like if, if, if I could hit rewind, Sean, and, and you were in March, mm-hmm. What would you say that the March version of yourself would have been the most worried about on this team? I would have been worried about the starting rotation. The young starting rotation would have concerned me because the league has seen them one time through, and I, I thought things would be a little worse. Now, they haven't been great, but what's been really impressive is they're one of the few teams that's had their five starters take every turn. Last year at this point in time, the Rockies had gone through almost 11 different starters at, at this point for a single, at least one game. This time, all five have been able to get there. So that at least is promising. It turns out that the problems at the lower part of the order, we knew that was going to be somewhat problematic when you brought in Chris Iannette instead of Jonathan Lucroy, and, and there was going to be some offensive holes. But I don't think anyone expected the $100 million bullpen to be the problem of late. Yeah, that's that's I think what's disappointing is because I think if if I could rewind and think about myself in March, the relief pitching was not what my concern was. It it really wasn't. It was kind of like yours. It was okay. Is this starting rotation was last year a fluke? I think that's probably what my biggest concern. If we rewound to March, would have been. Um, it would not be cold bats and lack of offense and the bullpen like that, that. That wouldn't be what my concern is. And yet here we are 62 games in 100 remaining on the schedule and a really important series this weekend. And the things that I thought I would be worried about have flip flopped. It's, it's very easy to 
overreact a little bit as we talk about this, uh, record this now. Yesterday they lost to the Reds in Cincinnati in a game that they had the lead, almost certainly should have won, but Wade Davis had to come in to attempt his fourth save in four days. He looked fatigued, was able to get, they surrendered then the tying run, and the Rockies weren't able to hold it. The Reds basically had better relief pitching than the Rockies in that extra inning game. And so it's easy to look at and go, oh, no, the sky is falling. The truth is that Wade Davis has been pretty good, and it was the fourth day in a row that he was asked to close, which is probably too much of a workload. But the reason he had to be called on to do that was because the rest of the Rockies pitching, especially of late, in the bullpen has been, well, quite frankly, it's been awful. Oh, yeah, it's been really bad. And the worst part of it, I think, Sean, as we come out of that Cincinnati series and get ready for this weekend is that the second game of the series, the bullpen did do its job. It came in, it did four innings of scoreless relief, which is exactly what you want, and then move on to the third game of the series. And so I think that's probably what's really maddening for fans is to have one day when it looks like what it's supposed to look like, only to be followed up the very next day with truly the exact opposite. Yeah, you look at this series. This is now the end of the Rockies don't face the Reds again. This was the season series for them. That was that was it. But you look at some of these uh, ERAs here. I mean, that's rough when you look at the six games. Brian Shaw, 9.82. Mike Dunn, 10.8. Chris Russin, 27. That wasn't a third of an inning. That, that's that's two different games. <laughs> and so this is this has been really rough. And, and the Rockies now return to Coors Field where it's, you know, famously tough to pitch so uh, there's the concern going forward for the Rockies is the fact that they have these three games against Arizona against a team that is in first place but you look at the standings and there's reasons for optimism too the Rockies are only a half game out they win tonight they will take first place and because of the situation with Arizona if they were to sweep this weekend series at worst they're one and a half games ahead of the Dodgers and the Giants and two and a half games is, is the Diamondbacks. So even though the Rockies have kind of limped along, they've won five out of the last 10, they're only two games over 500, they actually find themselves this weekend in a really good opportunity to take advantage of their position. Yeah, there, this is one of those where you kind of, it, it's too early to talk about owning your destiny, but this is one of those series that you own your destiny. You're sitting at home, um, you're against the team that is right in front of you in the standings, which means you can flip-flop. Um, I, I mean, this is it's it's being handed to you if you can take advantage of it. And then and unfortunately, I think that's a big if. How many chances when you look at this to the Rockies? This is a mediocre division this year, but how many can they they oh, have being polite? They were in first place. The Dodgers came into town last weekend and smacked the Rockies around and then they dropped out of first place. Here we are one week later. And they're right in the same spot. They really didn't lose that much ground because none of the other teams have been able to take advantage. So for the Rockies, it, it kind of feels from the outside looking in like we are that you only get so many shots like this and you can't continue to blow them. They did last weekend. Can't do it this weekend. Yeah, they can't. But I also thought that when the Dodgers came last weekend and they did. So I, I think that's what's what has me um, concerned about this weekend is they still have not shown me that they can play well at home. Um, you know, they've, they've managed to maintain their, you know, sort of position in the standings in part because they've been playing really well on the road. And I don't know that that is sustainable either. I mean, eventually your road record catches up to you. Eventually yeah. you don't play the Reds, the worst team right. in the National League. I mean, <laughs> eventually true. you play better teams. Eventually you have those... Um, you know, those late night flights that send you to, to the East Coast or down to Florida or whatever, where, you know, you're tired, your body's tired. 
Um, I mean, we, we talked at the beginning of the podcast that there's 62 games in with 100 left to go. I mean, you're going you're gonna to start to get some fatigue in places. You're going to start to, you know, have the, the, the old too low heavy legs, right? I mean, those kinds you, of things You are hope happen. not. You hope not. Those kinds of things. But heavy they're, they're going to happen. I mean, Adam Adovino had to go onto the disabled list um, and hopefully will be off shortly. But he had to go on the disabled list when he was having um, the best start to the season of any relief pitcher in the majors, not just in the National League, but in all of the MLB. And you have to think if he was healthy yesterday in the loss to the Reds, Ottavino might have been called in to ask to close that game yep. instead of having to go to Wade Davis once again. But right now with Brian Shaw, Jake McGee, uh, McGee has a lot of closing experience, but they're just, they just haven't been right yet. I don't think Bud Black felt confident in doing it. Coming into this series, the Rockies okay. are in pretty good shape with the starters. They have their yes. three best guys in the season regarding ERA in Herman Marquez starting off the series. He's got a 4.38 on the season, Chad Bettis 4.02. And then closing the series out on Sunday, Kyle Freeland, who has been really the Rockies best pitcher. I know his record at six and five doesn't impress, but he's been the Rockies best pitcher this season. So I think the matchup bodes pretty well. Marquez goes in this opening game versus Zach Granke. You probably don't have the advantage against Zach Granke, but if the Rockies could win this one on Friday, you have to like their chances of taking two or three. Yeah, you you do have to like it. I think the the key is like you you talked about the the afternoon game, um, well the morning game really uh, against Cincinnati that they that they blew it a five two lead in the eighth and you wind up losing in thirteen. It was a morning game. That was um, weird. Yeah, it was really weird. Um, I mean, it just you just need you need a bloody mary is what you need. Um, that would have been I think an out of you know game. Uh, I think you're right. Um, which means the, this first game of the series against the Diamondbacks, and really to me the entire series, they have got to get, um, in my opinion, at least one of those games, a starter has to go over six innings, um, maybe seven, but has to go at least through six, um, at least once if not twice, because I think this bullpen needs a chance to take a deep breath. I think you're exactly right. And the frustrating thing about that last loss in Cincinnati, yes, they did win two of three. He used like 97 pitchers. And did cargo Tyler Anderson pitch? Did cargo went, pitch? Tyler Anderson went seven innings. Yeah. He did, went seven innings. He, I think he cargo well. pitched. <laughs> it wasn't Talkman that bad, pitched. fortunately. Um, I think Bud Black was thinking about pitching. Bud Black maybe should have pitched. It wouldn't have been um, much worse. I think that uh, it was in Cincinnati. Jerry Springer uh, might have been thinking about pitching. <laughs> um, I mean, I look, I... They just that was a series that a they should have swept, but b I think the lack of the sweep was a tired bullpen, a bullpen that is missing Adam Ottavino a lot. Um, they need him to come back. His stuff has been so filthy all season. They really need him back. I'm hoping. Um, I don't want them to rush him, obviously, because you're doing 162 games. But I am hopeful. It's the Phillies after the Diamondbacks. Is that right? Is that, that right? Okay. They go on a six-game trip against the Phillies, and then they do a little interleague. They go to Tech. They go to Arlington. They to go take to on Arlington. the Texas Rangers. Okay. I, I am hopeful that it's on that six-game road trip that Ottavino's back. Um, now, as I said. It, I don't want to rush him, but I do believe that he is so important to what they have been able to do early in the year. Some of the wins that I think they have snuck out of games where maybe they didn't necessarily deserve to win. Um, I really think they need him back into that relief rotation. 
Yeah, we look at the workload. That's where it gets taxing. The Rockies have played six games in June. Six relievers have played in at least half of those games. Whew. Four of them have played in four of the six. So, yeah, that's a that's a big workload for these guys. Because remember, when you look at some of these things and and you look at relievers and you think, well, he only came in and threw 20 pitches. Well, he, 20 pitches that counted. Through about 60 pitches. You have to warm up, and you don't, you don't warm up at full speed, but you start to accelerate to it as your warm-up comes along. So you don't have that day off to really rest the arm, and this is where the Rockies have had trouble when they haven't been able to get guys going. And out of those uh, six guys that have appeared in in those uh, three, you know, half the games, uh, two of them have a zero ERA. That's Scott Oberg, and that's Jake McGee. The other uh, four are over 10. Yeah. Including Mike Dunn's uh, ERA. That's, that's, not, that's not to think about it. Mike Dunn's appeared in four games out that's... of the six for the Rockies in June. His ERA is 40.5. Yeah, that's, um, that's some moldy bologna right there. That's, it... um, that's a slice of bologna that you took out, you left it on the counter, and it's been there for six weeks. I mean, that's na- that's, that's there's nasty. There's bad seasons. I, I, I get that. But this is a combination of bad season and overuse, which is yes. always the concern for the Rockies. And in this case, it's not overuse because of the fact that they're having injuries to their pitchers. Some of the pitchers just aren't going far enough. They're not getting through games. We've talked about John Gray many, many times, including the previous podcast. You can check that out as well. Right. But uh, Gray is really among the Rockies. They, they have their worst ERA. Tyler Anderson played very well in, in yesterday's game despite the loss, but he's right only ahead of Gray. So uh, the, the starting pitching, all of this works together. The starting pitching can go deeper into games. If they can pitch better, then all of a sudden you don't have to fatigue the relievers and run them into the ground because everything starts to fall apart. And when the pitching starts to fall apart, this offense, which has gotten a lot better in the last month, now it has to carry even a heavier weight and thus far we don't know if we can do it so the rockies are not in a bad they're not in bad shape the sky isn't falling but like we talked about they could start uh this series with a win and be in first place it's all under their control but it feels like they're walking a tightrope in a way we haven't seen before so this one is a very big weekend series and one to keep an eye on i agree i think um like i said you, you got to have at least one where somebody goes at least six innings if not two um i think you probably also need one of those games where you only need to use three pitchers those always feel Wouldn't really good that be nice? um, when somebody's dialed in. But I will tell you this. You know what I think might happen this weekend? I think there might be one game um, this weekend that um, that Cargo wins it for you. And I don't mean like walk-off. I just mean one of those where Cargo goes like three for five with a home run, a double, a single, and like four or five RBIs. He has played so well in the last few weeks um, his, his swing to me looks like the cargo that we're all used to from a couple of years ago. Um, he, he has looked great. It's been, it's been fun to see, um, at the beginning of the podcast, I joked about like what your, your March version of yourself would have said. One of the things that I was worried about in March was did the Rockies get sentimental with cargo and it was a bad idea to sign him even at a, at a team friendly price did they get sentimental and do the wrong thing? And at the beginning of the year, I was a little concerned that that was the case. But, man, the last couple of weeks, that's not the case. Yeah, it's not just a blip. In the last month, 329 batting average for Carlos Gonzalez. In the last uh, two weeks, 
He's bat 405 with an ops of 1.1. That is elite. So, yeah, if he can be playing that way again, and he's really continued his standard, it's the Rockies' defense sometimes doesn't get enough credit. There are multiple gold glove guys in here, and none of them have dropped off. So the Rockies' defense has been outstanding all year long, and Carlos has been part of that as well. So yep. for the Rockies, a big series. They can find themselves in first place when we come back next week. I remind you again, the Rockies are home this weekend. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. Summer's coming. It's already been toasty out here in Denver. You'll want to go to Tap 14. Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. If you're at Coors Field, you can get there. Even if you don't have tickets and you just want to go down, and I know there's a lot of you who do that, just go downtown and for the weekend and enjoy it while the Rockies are in town. That's your spot. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits, uh, delicious food, and uh, you can go up there on that roof. and You can people watch. You can enjoy the game. You can watch it up there if you don't have seats. That's all well and good, and even on any of those uh, nights that the Rockies are out of town. Still a great place to catch it. Summer in Denver is fantastic, and Tap 14 is the place to catch it. So follow them. Go ahead and give them a look. Go to tap14.com and spell that out, tap14.com. Nate, thanks so much. Always good to talk to you. Even though we do this five days a week in the mornings, we don't necessarily get to drill down so much uh, into the Rockies as we do on this podcast. So always good to have him. Follow him at... Nate Lundy. Nate Lundy. Well, that's not too hard. You can follow me at Drotar. That's S-D-R-O-T-A-R. And we'll be back next week on the Blake Street Regulars, hopefully talking about the first place Colorado Rockies. And if it's not, I hope I didn't just jinx them. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Blake Street Regulars, only on Mile High Sports.